politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Miniman to the one and only CR podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house here for a new week of broadcast. Monday, July 19th, you guys are yearning to fight anew for liberty. And if there was ever a time we needed Minutemen standing at the ready in the few red states that we think we have, it is now. These are truly the times that try men's souls. And I'm not going to lie to you. I really wasn't looking forward to this new week. Some weeks I am. It's a dark period of time. I have to pinch myself to realize we are living in a time of fascism where they are censoring our words. They are shoving on our bodies harmful things that don't work against the virus, but the stuff that does work, they censor. And it's like, there's no way they can get away with this, right? A judge is going to deal with this. Nope. We lost a court ruling in Florida. An appeals court overturned the district court on DeSantis's fight to get CDC off the case of uh, cruise lines to mandate the poisonous jabs. And then just as I'm going on the air right now, I was actually going to have James Bopp, the lawyer for the Indiana University students, suing the publicly funded university for mandating the clot shots. And a Trump-appointed judge... Rules that states basically could do whatever they want. It's part of the police powers. Mind you, a state can't regulate the definition of marriage being between a man and a woman. State can't do anything like that. But yeah, suddenly suddenly they could do that. Just like a private entity. You must service something that violates your conscience. But you could categorically deny not just an event or a thing, but to an entire human being any service if they don't get an experimental jab, that by their own admission, it's not working. So we have nowhere to turn but red states in the state legislatures. It's not going to be the courts. I've said this all along. This was the lie of the Republican Party for three generations. Oh, just just get a appoint good judges and everything will be fine. Nope, there is no shortcut. We have to build the movement from bottom up. Which ties into something else I want to get into this week. There's this whole thing about some so many of these commentators are upset that we don't allow trans conservatives and now porn star conservatives. There's this whole thing online. I don't even understand it. And it's it's abundantly clear that so many people who have been tasked with leading the fight for conservatives themselves aren't conservative. This has always been the problem. And that is why we have failed to fight this from day one. This is a lot, a lot of news to unpack. As always, it's going to raise your blood pressure and unfortunately make you more vulnerable for the virus. So therefore, I recommend you listen to this show while you drink some terrific Bonner Private Wine Partnership at conservativewine.com. Um, anyone who likes to drink wine understands that it is a healthy habit when done in moderation a glass of wine in the evening. But here is some wine that's actually 10 times healthier down in Argentina 
They grow really dark red wine from Malbec grapes at 9,000 feet in the Andes. They're lab-tested, and they're found to contain up to 10 times the levels of longevity and heart health nutrient called resveratrol. Resveratrol is a powerful, powerful um, you know, health-inducing uh, natural ingredient that, that uh, has been proven to induce longevity, uh, foster heart health, and brain health as well. Uh, they taste delicious, much more natural, 90% less sugar, fewer chemicals. So, folks, go to conservativewine.com. They're giving you 50% off their best Malbecs. You also get 50% off shipping. It also makes a terrific birthday gift or anniversary gift. Just visit conservativewine.com today. All right. So, you know, I'm thinking to myself, over the weekend, we had our power out for about 24 hours, it's the longest we've ever had it out. And I was thinking, you know what? Life is so much better when you don't know what's going on. Maybe ignorance is bliss, and I'll be a lot happier in life if I don't even know what's going on. But the problem is, you can no longer do that. Politics is no longer even morality. It's stupid. We're destroying the country. No, they are injecting in our bodies. You can't walk away from this. It's like, come on, they're not going to engage in genocide. They're not going to block treatments while mandating something that they themselves are admitting doesn't work and has side effects. No, yeah. They're not, well, they're not going to get away with it. Yep, the courts are letting them get away with it. What are we going to do about that? Our options are very limited. But where have we seen this before? Come on, there's no way you could mandate on someone's body something that is proven not to work something that is so harmful, something that if you want to do it and you believe it's work, that it works, you yourself could do it so the other guy is not affecting you, right? Well, where have we seen that? Oh, that's right. The mask mandates. And as I warned at the time, it's not going to be much of a jump if we rolled over even in all the red states, almost all of them, and really every city in a red state, allowing this to take root and take root so vociferously, take root so categorically without any hearings, any anything, well, why can't they mandate the injections too? From mask mendacity to vaccine vindictiveness. That's where we are today. It's because we've had a fake movement that has failed to get together for over a year they failed to convene state legislatures, to hold hearings and audit everything that the states were doing under the guise of a reputed scientific premise of COVID and audit it for efficacy as well as, you know, odious side effects, not to mention constitutionality. And we failed to do that, and now we're screwed. Indiana University, Republicans have super majorities. And yet, they're allowing publicly funded universities, much less the so-called private ones, which is nonsense, 
I don't want to hear this private business. When you have government taking billions in taxpayer funding and marketing something and then using that to work with all the venues of information dissemination to block any information and then mandate it on a human being. You know what? When a private business could deny service for a gay wedding, when a private business could deny service for someone with HIV, then we'll talk about a private business. But here in Indiana, they won't even do this to publicly funded universities. Very, very doubtful the Supreme Court's going to help. But, you know, some of us might think, like, all right, it's going to come out in a couple weeks. Like, it's going to become self-evident that they don't work. Right, the Queen Elizabeth uh, flagship um, for the British Navy, a hundred sailors tested positive. Every one of them had both vaccines. Three members of the Texas House Democratic Caucus that ran away, temporarily staying in Washington. Turns out they have COVID now. We're seeing this again and again. You look at the Israeli data which is unbelievable, unbelievable, 81% of all new COVID cases over the past week were among those that had both vaccines. Well, Daniel, um, it only helps to stop serious illness, but you could still get it. Now, it's not true. I'm going to prove that in a minute, but... Let's indulge that for a minute. We were told that you have to wear a mask even though it's so effective, even though the other guy's wearing it and he has protection. Well, somehow you affect him. And that was absurd. And we allowed that to take root. So now they're saying you have to get a vaccine to help the other guy. But it doesn't make sense because they themselves are saying, see, there's one thing if they concocted some sort of an some sort of nature that, hey, you could go and have a vaccine that it stops you from transmitting it, but it doesn't stop you from getting sick. But, but for some way, it will stop you from transmitting it. But it, they themselves are saying the opposite now. They're saying you could absolutely get it and spread it. It just will protect you from serious illness. So they're admitting that if you're vaccinated, you're just as likely to spread it as anyone else. So the whole thing is built on a lie. Out in the open, yet Trump appointed judge. This guy Likert, Damon Likert in uh, Indiana, ruled that a state has police powers to do whatever it wants. But mind you, it doesn't work for serious illness either. Around 60% of the patients in serious condition at Hebrew University have been vaccinated, according to the Jerusalem Post. Around 90% of newly infected people over the age of 50 are fully vaccinated. But again, here's the good news. That's just a share of the pie. The pie is not nearly as problematic as it was before. So here's the deal. The new mutations... More transmissible, less virulent, but what it does get will get the people that are vaccinated just as much as they weren't if they didn't already have the infection, because that certainly does work. And it seems like the vaccine 
whatever tiny bit of efficacy it might have in the short term, it's even less if you're immunocompromised. But those were the people for which we needed it. So all roads lead to one thing, and that is treatment. Ivermectin, doxycycline, all the things that have been proven to work, prophylaxis, yet none of them will mention a word about it. Because it's not about stopping illness. It's about genocide and control. But again, it is, every premise they make is backwards. According to Jerusalem Post, the percent of cases that turn critically ill is now 1.6% compared to 4% at the similar stage in the third wave when there were no vaccines. They want to go and say, oh, the vaccine is stopping the illness, but serious illness, but it doesn't make any sense. Because then you would see a lopsided amount of those with it that were unvaccinated. That's what they want to say, but it's not true. The reality is it never enters their mind, Mueller's ratchet, that the virus attenuated, which is obvious. Um, and, and you're seeing this in the UK too. Deaths are currently just one sixteenth of the level seen during similar infection rates in previous COVID waves, according to the UK Daily Telegraph. Most recent data shows that despite a rise in case numbers, the seven-day rolling daily death rate is just 40 compared to 654 on December 26. Death rates in England and Wales are currently 5.2% below the five-year average. So there really is no excess death there. Hospital admissions are a quarter of where they were at the same point in the winter wave, while the number of patients in the hospital is one-fifth of the level then. Now, it might still go up a little bit, but the point is, it's endemic. It's going to be like a cold and a flu for most people. But those that think they might get it seriously, there is an option. There is a solution. And they are stifling it. And they will pay in hell for it. But what, what are we going to do about it? we got to bind together. Form strike force teams. I want you guys to go to conaction.network. Sign up to be one of my team leaders. Tell us about yourself, what state you're from, what part of the state, so we could work on these teams. The red state legislatures is the only organ of government we have. I'm not saying it's a perfect solution. We don't have one. But that's all we have. Now, another way we can get together and meet is if you guys come out and meet me at our next handgun defense training in Pahrump, Nevada at Front Sites Facility, constitutioncoach.com. They're running their signature handgun defense training and constitution training, by the way. Constitution training is at night, handgun during the day, out in Front Site, Nevada. You go to constitutioncoach.com. You could find dates in September, October, November, December. I'm going to be at the one beginning on October 31st. Might come to some others, but... Um, that's the one I'm committing to for now. If you want to come out and see me, see members of the audience, uh, 90% off the typical cost of front site training. It's usually expensive. It's just $150 for the four-day course, um, $100 for the two-day course. You have to pay for your own ammo and accommodations, of course, but this is really the best training. Make it a vacation uh, the weather is pretty nice there in the fall, not too hot, not too cold. So, again, go to constitutioncoach.com to find out more details. So, folks, we're, we're finding again and again the same theme, that the vaccine is the new mask. 
all pain and no gain. Yet they're using the lack of efficacy to generate more panic to mandate it more. Just like they did with masks. That's the sad thing. As crazy and as immoral as it is, this is not the first act. This is the second act. We put up with the mask. You know, Gibraltar fully vaccinated, you know, it's a tiny little place. So they fully vaccinated every eligible citizen by April. 2.5 months into it, they have the third highest per capita rate of infection on Earth, with 80% of cases in the past two days being vaccinated people. And again, you look at the data from Europe and most of the Eastern European countries that have very low vaccination rates have much fewer cases than the ones in Western Europe with high vaccination rates. So again, this whole thing is a lie. Israel put out a chart. People in critical condition from June 25th to July 14th, so the last three weeks or so. And they show the trend. Almost all the people, they have green and red bars. Green is for vaccinated. Red is for unvaccinated. Yellow is if they had one shot, I think. Almost all of it is green. They had the vaccine. Don't think it's going gonna, it's gonna to put a stop to this. Don't think it's going to put a stop to this. It was crazy. I was going to have James Bop on, but I, I, I emailed him. I was like, look, you guys got to read the opinion and whatever, deal with the appeal now. So I'll have him on hopefully later this week. But this was a Trump judge, also in Florida. If you remember in Florida, we initially had um, a terrific ruling at a district level to say that CDC could not mandate that the Carnival, the, not to say, I was going to say Carnival, it's just one of the cruise lines, but the cruise industry cannot uh, be forced to mandate vaccines. Well, the 11th Circuit, three-judge panel, two Democrat appointees, but there was a Trump appointee. I forget her name. It was a female judge. Um, it's not in front of me, but you could look that up. She joined. It was a three-to-nothing opinion. So this is not even close. So, you know, Barrett and Kavanaugh, they're not even going to feel the pressure to grant cert to an appeal because why should they? They're not even finding a ruling at a lower court level that's favorable to us. So this is where we are, folks. Jeremiah 228 literally speaks to the mass and the clot shots. Now, where are your gods that you have made for yourself? Let them get up if they will save you at the time of your misfortune. For as many as your cities were your gods, your evil will chastise you and your backslidings will reprove you. Sorry about that. And you shall know and see that your forsaking the Lord your God is evil and bitter. And fear of me was not upon you, says the Lord God of hosts. Now, the first part we know is true. The second part, I don't know if if, if that's going to be applicable now. I don't know at the point that they're going to turn to God. They don't. The more it doesn't work, the more they mandate it. This is a true emergency. It doesn't matter. This thing could turn out to be 0% effective and 100% side effects. I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm saying if it did, certainly headed in that direction, it wouldn't matter. 
oh, they're not going to get away with it. Yes, they will. But here's the deal. The media is yelping about these like red enclaves in America where they're averse to the jabs. Really? I'm not seeing that. Where is that? Where are the state legislatures banning it? There's a few. Only a handful did. Just like only a handful banned masks. We need an immediate special session. This is what you do with an emergency. Special session of the legislature to hold hearings on all of this, have the guests that we have on our show, ban masking, ban forced vaccines, I don't care if it's private or public, ban the health department from marketing it, and make ivermectin over the counter, and have at every testing center a doctor who prescribes early treatment, put out prophylaxis guides based on expert testimony they have. But again, as I noted last week, we don't have equal and opposing force. Republicans and phony conservative commentators are really good at getting righteous when it's too late. 13 months later, Finally, they're waking up to January 6th being a fraud. Finally, they're waking up to BLM being a terrorist group. Some of them. Some of these commentators. But when it really mattered, they indulged them. Finally, some are waking up to criminal justice deform being a problem when it no longer matters. But this is how sick of a society we live in. You know, Dr. Malone, the inventor of mRNA vaccines that we had on our show... He's saying now on Twitter he needs a security detail because people are threatening him with assassination. That's how vicious these people are. He actually put out, no joke, that he's like, I'm not suicidal. You know what that means. He doesn't want to have done to him what was done to McAfee. Do you know how sick it is? Remember a couple weeks ago we reported on this German study that was published in JAMA, right, the Journal of American Medical Association, that showed dangerously high, exponentially higher carbon dioxide rates for children that wore masks just for an hour. Even less than that, I think. It was actually, no, I think it was a few minutes, if I remember correctly. Much less for an entire school day. And we joked around at the time, like, how did that get in JAMA? That's going to be pulled. Well, on Friday, it was pulled. They had a retraction letter. All the, they, It was very vague. They just said, You know, the authors didn't properly answer the questions that were brought up. Really? They always say they don't like the methodology. Okay, it's a pretty easy thing to study. So are you going to study it with the proper methodology, so to speak? Oh, I don't like the way you did it. Everything we do, see, here's what they get to do. They get to have the default position against our bodies. You have to wear a mask. You have to get the jabs. Prove me wrong. And then there's no amount of information we could do because they'll say, I don't like the methodology. doesn't disprove the point, the result. Mind you, they don't have to prove nothing before they mandate it. You know, because there's a lot of talk about there's been like 62 studies showing the efficacy of ivermectin. And there's one from Egypt that they pulled because there were legitimately just were problems with it. It wasn't done properly. 
So now they're going to use that to go, go to town, but it doesn't prove like it was ineffective. It was effective. It's just whatever. I mean, you just can't use the methodology because it didn't work. I'm not saying the JAMA one was a legitimate retraction. I doubt it was. Looked like a very well done study. But this is how insane it is. It's a no-fly zone. You can't get the truth out. From mask mendacity to vaccine vindictiveness. It is vicious and there's nobody there to save us. But God and our own willingness to fight in the areas we supposedly control. Indiana. I just don't get it. But you know, folks, again, some of this, like I noted, it's because we ourselves don't believe. We're not nearly as emphatic about our allegedly stated views as the left is about what they believe in. There's this whole thing now going on now about forgiveness and we should, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, as they call him, his name is really Bruce Jenner, should be in uh, a part of the movement. And now I'm not kidding you, there's this this woman that calls herself a porn star conservative that was disinvited to a Talking Points USA event and all these like phony commentators are like, hey, you know, don't cast the first stone if you yourself, you know, who's innocent from porn? I'm like, what are you talking about? This is not a woman that is like, you know, look, this was my past, my history, um, but I'm now going to be an ambassador to young children and men and teenagers, you know, because Talking Points USA, there's young, it's like young adults to talk about the dangers of it. It's like, no, <laughs> they're promoting she literally has it on her byline. She calls herself that and certainly is addressed is dressed accordingly. And it's like, what? Are you you gotta be kidding me? And so many have no problem with it. This is where we are. We allowed this cancer to grow because the conservative movement at a professional class level doesn't believe in anything. And we all know that. We've known that forever. Now, folks, what truly, truly demonstrates that this is not about any fear of COVID, it's not even so much cronyism anymore. It really isn't. It's downright genocide. You know why? You know why? Because... Even Regeneron, the monoclonal antibodies, which is expensive, and that came from Eli Lilly. It came from pharma. You barely, you don't hear a word about it. It's the, don't get caught up in hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. They will not pursue a single treatment when people are getting it all over. Who had the vaccine, didn't have the vaccine, had it. By their own admission, if you're immunocompromised, it's less likely to work. I mean, now it's less likely to work for everyone. But even, they always said that. So those are the people you really need to tell them, look, you can't live in a hole the rest of your life, but you legitimately are at risk for, for serious illness. When the virus is circulating in your area, here's a good regimen for prophylaxis. 
Here's the immediate signs you should look for if you get it. Think about it. COVID, 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 COVID. Well, if you care so much about COVID, wouldn't you want to educate people about the first signs to treat it early? I hear everyone I hear about that has issues, it's like they were sick for weeks. Well, what do you mean you were sick for weeks? You should have dealt with that right away by now. Again, I understand the typical thing. It starts out like a flu. You don't worry about it. That's how we were with everything. But now that we have 17 months of notice on this and we know this is what it does to some people, why not treat it early even at a, at, a, at a colder flu stage, when you know it does have the potential to trigger that cytokine storm. Um, truly, truly unbelievable. Truly, truly unbelievable. This is unbelievable. And um, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do anymore. They are blocking all treatment. Now, I wrote an article on Friday. I just want to give you a synopsis. We had a very special guest, Nikki Gozer, on to discuss just her experience as a victim of crime. So I didn't get a chance to talk about this when I wanted to. But there was an earth-shattering study out of the University of Iowa that showed that the only treatment that they push, which is remdesivir, $3,000 a pop. $3,000 is a complete bust. It doesn't work. doesn't work. Not one iota. You go to the NIH website on treatment. And they have, so different stages. So for, there's nothing about prophylaxis, nothing about outpatient early treatment. It all starts at hospitalization. Has four levels of severity. Every one of them, they have two things on the entire thing. Remdesivir and for the corticosteroids, dexamethasone. Okay. It turns out, according to this study, which we didn't need this study because the WHO did a massive randomized controlled trial and showed this last October. But it turns out that they, they looked at a few thousand veterans in the VA in 124 different hospitals. So it's pretty pretty wide array of people. The remdesivir patients actually died at a higher rate than the control group. Now, it wasn't significantly greater, so I think it's just called a wash that there's no efficacy, but they actually did a little bit worse. But 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 then, on average, remdesivir patients spent six days in the hospital while the control group only spent three. Now, it, it, it's not clear why. You know, why would remdesivir make you worse? There is a theory you could have side effects. But it could also be, here's the big scandal about remdesivir. So there's one thing if you give people something that doesn't work and you give it at, at, at 3000 a pop. But at least you say, all right, you know, do it outpatient. No, they have a rule. You have to be in the hospital to be treated with remdesivir. So you have a lot of people with moderate illness. It could, should easily be dealt with. And we have 15 other things now to treat it with, but we don't. And they're like, remdesivir is the only thing. So therefore, you have to go to the hospital 
And the whole point was to keep people out of the hospital and conserve it for the few that really need it. And then you also risk greater spread, nosocomial spread, which is always going to be worse because by definition, those that are in the hospital, most of them have a higher viral load. And there's like, that should have been like blaring headlines. But then again, it wasn't a headline when the WHO came out with this in October. So NIH has no inkling, no plans at all to change their course of treatment, to change the guidance. This is the biggest scandal. You claim to care about COVID, and the one thing you do, the one arrow in your quiver, doesn't work. Just like masks and the clot shots. It's an unbelievable scandal. And then, also, like, kind of as a sub-controlled group, they had remdesivir patients that had dexamethasone with it, and ones that didn't, didn't show a difference. And again, dexamethasone was approved as the standard of uh, critical steroids treatment with just one randomized controlled trial. We have about 30 for ivermectin. 30 for ivermectin. If you Google methylprednisolone versus dexamethasone, methyl works much better. There's an article in the New England Journal of Medicine on it. Again, this is not even political. Why, why, why am I a, a, a you know conservative talker? The one who has to divulge this information. There's nothing right or left about it. Why wouldn't you change after a year? They have not updated their guidance. And most hospitals follow this accordingly. It is sick how many people are being killed by this. Ivermectin for just $25. The Cochrane Standard Highest Level Review Meta-Analysis of Ivermectin, published in the American Journal of Therapeutics because the Lancet refused to take it, concluded that ivermectin reduced fatality in hospitalized patients by 62%. But more importantly, they found that ivermectin prophylaxis reduced infection by an average of 86%, and the people familiar with this study will tell you that the one thing that they're still groping around with is is fine-tuning the right dosage for prophylaxis of ivermectin. And they feel that if you got the right dosage, it would be in the 90s in terms of efficacy. There's tons of stuff. Fluvaxamine, budesonide, colchicine, not a zoaxanide. Um, pro- proxolutamide. I don't even know how to pronounce that, but there's been a, a bunch of recent studies that show 90% reduction in fatality with that. I think that's another um, uh, antifungi thing like, like ivermectin, but it works a little differently. And then there's just supplements like aspirin, melatonin, and quercetin at the right times. It depends. You have to have the right mix and you know make sure everyone has an antibiotic, azithromycin or doxycycline. There's the steroid, the antiviral, antibiotic, anti-inflammatory. And that should be given and prescribed right away. But for some people, if you're going to be that concerned that you're going to risk taking experimental jabs and you're going to risk cover your mouth and nose the rest of your life, or you're going to risk not seeing your family for the rest of your life. It's not that, it's much less draconian just to take prophylaxis. This is the biggest scandal. 
And then how many people, after 17 months of warning, still getting this? I mean, if you're that scared, what I would do, you know, if I were legitimately older, I would take a blood test that checked everything. Vitamin A, C, D, E, B2, B6, B12, folic acid, iron, zinc, selenium, all that stuff. And see where my levels are. And supplement accordingly. But there's nothing. Because it's all about genocide. It's, it's truly disgusting. Truly disgusting. Ivermectin is safer than Tylenol. Been dispensed 4 billion times. Based on the data behind it, if you believe in fascism, by a factor of 10, we should be able to say, in order to go somewhere, you have to prophylax an ivermectin. Right? Because if you can't get it, you can't spread it. Remember, the prophylaxis study was... um, the follow-up, they tested them whether they got the virus. It prevented them from even getting it. Do we have any one thing or even a cocktail of things that's 100% effective? No. But heck, I'll take that over zero, which is what we have now. Remdesivir is literally zero. Again, I have to put out this information, myfreedoctor.com. People can't even get anyone to prescribe. They don't even, to this day, they don't know what to do. You know, I had a call from a friend who read my article and it connected with her so much. Because again, I will tell you, unlike some other, some of my colleagues, I do think COVID is a problem for some people. Okay, I'm not going to deny that. And I've said that from day one. This is a bioweapon. It was genetically modified. So... I think it's becoming less so, but, you know, while it's almost mainly comorbidities, but there are a group of men in their 60s that don't have comorbidities, and sometimes even into the 50s, that really get it rough. Now, if they don't have a heart and diabetes, usually they wind up surviving, but it is very bad. It is very bad. They can't breathe. Their oxygen levels plummet. They get to side of the storm. And, you know, you can't blame people for being fearful of that. The problem is... What they're peddling doesn't help that, and it just destroys civilization. So anyway, called up, and her husband, she, I, she says, you know, he's never, you know, he's very healthy. He's 64, and he got it bad. But he was sick for weeks until he went to the hospital. So right away, I mean, like, I, I, don't, I don't even think he was given a pack, and certainly wasn't given anything else. Brought to the hospital... High flow oxygen. They tell him. They tell her, he might not survive. And by the way, she wasn't able to see him. They're still doing that, blocking out visitation. And finally, she found out about about ivermectin. Now she she got it along with him, but for her it was like a mild flu. Um, she's she's seventy one, but again, um. As the doctors that we've had on the show will tell you, if you're a woman who is thin and no health issues, you're, you, I mean, you're almost always pretty good. Um, even though she's seven years older than her husband, it's much worse for men. It really is. Um, which, which is another very curious thing about this uh, gain of function research. But anyway, um, 
she she begged and and at least she succeeded in getting them to do ivermectin. Long story short, within a day, he was off the high flow oxygen. His um his level, his blood oxygen level is at ninety eight, and he is home. He is home. I believe he was brought home on Saturday after one dose of ivermectin. Now again, it's not going to always do that. And certainly that 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 was weeks into this. But my gosh, if you're if you're in your 60s and 70s and certainly have issues, the first sign of trouble, why not take this? I'm begging you if you're a liberal listening to this. You know, there's, there's nothing political about this. I don't gain any money from promoting this. It makes no sense. Why wouldn't you do this? And to downright censor it. Every article I put out on this is zapped by Facebook. And then I frantically told her, I was like, before I got off the phone, I said, wait a minute, there's one more thing I got to tell you. I sent her um, this protocol, and and it's linked to in my article if you guys want to go and and see it, if you haven't. The FLCCC's... um, protocol i said they have an entire page dedicated to post icu management you know because then he's very weak and i said look you know this could make the difference between a few days recovery and six months so they have a whole bunch of cocktails for you know how to for the recovery it is criminal that 99 percent of the hospitals are still promoting this voodoo And again, where are the states? Where are the states? You know, in Idaho, state of Idaho, unbelievable. This is KTVB7. Republican leaders in the Idaho Senate are declining to reconvene the legislature amid calls for legislation to prevent employers from requiring workers to get COVID-19 vaccines. But Republican Senate pro temp Chuck Winder and other leaders in a statement Friday say they want meetings with Governor Brad Little. House leaders and businesses to find solutions. Here they have four to one majorities and they're refusing to do it. Republican Senate leaders say they don't want to overregulate businesses. Really? These idiots couldn't get bills passed out of that Senate to stop the governor from fully shutting down businesses, but somehow, for if, if you're just saying, look, don't force your things on other people, when there is zero science, even if they were effective, and even if they didn't have dangerous side effects, that somehow A is affecting B, somehow you as the employer are being affected by employee, because you have your stupid vaccine. So you're protected. There is no justification for that. I don't want to hear this. Every aspect of of HR is regulated by state and federal government, OSHA and ADA. If they have HIV, you can't even look at them the wrong way. We've had these laws for for decades. You can't have those laws on the books and then make a carve-out for the most draconian, fascistic thing that is being promoted by government, private, corporate censorship complex. That is the greatest censorship and is a violation of the Nuremberg Code. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear suddenly you're going to be a libertarian. No, you're a fascist. But this is what we have in the Idaho legislature. The Idaho legislature. Truly, truly unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. Unbelievable.
And I don't know, guys. I'm just I'm just so fired up that, you know, the one solution we have, we're not utilizing. You got to get on your state legislators. I'm telling you the biggest problem you're going to have in the coming months and years is where the government basically works together with the oligarchy that they create a, a very narrow pathway. They, they won't mandate it, but they'll make it that every business will have to go a certain way, whatever it is. You have to swear allegiance to George Floyd to get a job or whatever. If you're going to allow your elected Republicans in red states to get away with this, I think a private business should be able to do all he wants. If they're going to look at what's going on that way, it's going to apply not just to the vaccines and the masks, but everything. This is where it's headed. One other thing I just want to mention before we call it a day um, you know what's funny? So on Friday, Judge Hannon uh, in Texas, we actually had a good ruling, ruled that DACA is unconstitutional. It's unlawful because, you know, the executive branch created their own amnesty program without Congress. Um, first of all, just so you know, watch the Biden administration to just sideline that ruling. You know, they'll they'll do what they want. They'll issue new ones. They don't care. But a big point is, so look, the courts are killing us. Every good thing we want to do, the courts are blocking us. Finally, finally, we get a pretty substantial, consequential ruling on a major issue in our direction from a Texas federal judge, Judge Andrew Hannon. Yet John Cornyn, the senator from Tennessee, as well as others, are working in the background to go and have a fix of the ruling, a DACA fix to make sure that it could continue. I want you guys to think about the dozens of terrible court rulings over the decades that have destroyed our civilization, destroyed our economy, destroyed our liberties or society. And when Republicans had full control, there was never any clamor to see how we have a fix, an Obergefell fix, a Roe fix. But now, when you finally get a good court ruling... They're going to work with Democrats to reinstate Obama's illegal amnesty and then make it legal because they'll have it done through Congress and Biden will, will sign it. Just know that it didn't have to be this way. Just know we are in the position we are on every policy issue because the Republican Party is a fraud. And folks, that's just the way it is. We've got a lot more coming this week. Make sure you are subscribed and all your friends and relatives are subscribed to see our podcast. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It certainly does help because we do have leftists who come out and give us a one-star rating just without even listening to the show. So certainly do that if you can. Till tomorrow, God bless you all, and thank you for listening.